0: Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to the H2P podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Yeah, we got some new intro music for y'all this week. This is uh, Chill Baby. It's the instrumental from Chill Baby uh, from uh, Nerd Boy, from uh, Renaissance Music Records. Do check them out. In the We have a link to them in the podcast description if you're uh, listening to this anywhere that you host podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. Podcasts are hosted uh, also on Amazon now these days. We're moving up in the world, um, and I wanted to talk. About a few things with Pitt basketball today. We're going to do an all pit basketball show. We'll get some pit football back back in the in the loop very soon. Got some interesting things developing there, uh, but there's been no pit hoops this week because, of course, another team tested positive for for COVID nineteen, and then they did. You know, Jeff Cable said they couldn't get a replacement, so this gives Pitt some time to look at themselves to practice a little bit. Now, I really think Pitt turned the corner last week when they beat. Virginia Tech, and even though they lost to Virginia, they put up a really good fight against Virginia, and Virginia ain't nothing to mess with. That defense is still nasty. Tony Bennett knows how to orchestrate stuff all the time. I I respect the heck out of that program um, way too much, as does uh, Jeff Capel and those guys, but when you talk to those guys afterwards, it wasn't like when they lost to Notre Dame or anybody. It was like, oh no, we're figuring things out, and the next time we see these dudes, we got something for them, and one thing that I think that we realized with this game, because we saw this element of the game involving Justin Champagne. We saw it a little bit against North Carolina. We saw it a little bit with Virginia Tech. We definitely saw it with Virginia in the fact that teams are now coming up with strategies to get the ball out of his hands. They're double-teaming him much faster now. They're getting physical. Jeff Capel even said after the Virginia Tech game, actually, excuse me, after the Virginia game, that he feels like teams he's not getting as as many fouls now, even while teams are being more physical with him and and pushing him and shoving him and trying to knock him off his game, but I really think Justin Champagny is handling this extremely well. Now, where Pitt has to build off of this is that they got to back him up, um, and I still see I still see this is the point where Justin champenny can continue to grow as a leader. Um, and uh, you look at you look at some of the some of those plays against Virginia when. Whenever he got the ball in the post, they were bumping him. They were just getting really physical, forced him to say, "Hey, you're gonna have to step up and, and you know beat us to the punch here." Um, and uh, and you still you still saw him come through. He still leads the ACC in rebounds and in points per game, and he still uh, you know he he, he, st- he has nine double doubles on the season. Like he, he's still balling out of control, and I mean and, and he's had double digit points in every game that he's played this season so like there's there's it's that ain't that ain't the issue but like you saw against Virginia Tech he had 10 points and the team was able to score around him against Virginia he had 18 but the shots weren't hitting as much from the guys around him when he was kicking it away and there were a few really good assist opportunities that I think Pitt blew uh when Justin Champagne was creating it and I think that if Pitt's going to take the next step this is going to be how it happens. It's going to be Justin Champenny drawing the attention, and either a team leaves him in single, in, in, you know, against one defender, and he abuses them, or they're going to come and double them, or because you know, they could trust their defender, maybe their defender's a really good player, and he gives uh, Justin fits, and you know that's something that we haven't really seen this year. Uh, but or maybe they they double them and Pitt has to capitalize as soon as that happens. It doesn't have to go immediately to the one guy who was uncovered, but swing the ball around. You'll know, get make the defense have to move uh, around you, and that's the, that. I think they have to build that rhythm and not just build the rhythm to to pass the ball and catch it, but to score in those moments. Um, and, and there's a few key players I'm talking about here, and I'm looking specifically at one uh, is Audis Tony and. Audis is playing great this year. I think he's made a huge step up. He's going to be around next year. I think he's a huge part of this, this program moving forward and setting the tone and showing what, what these freshmen need to grow into uh, in Jeff Capel's program. But I think that with this week off, and one thing that Jeff Capel did say that this week was important because uh, now without game Wednesday, they can just spend a couple practices just focusing on things and then give Justin a little bit of rest because he's kind of been running himself ragged. Um, especially still, he's come, he came off that injury and he's been playing great, but you'd like to give him some time to kind of get his body together, right? So, but where where Adi's Tony comes into this is when, what, uh, you know, Tony and Champagny are, are both forwards. Now, Koulibaly is typically the guy that you have in the paint working around there, but if you could find a way for when opponents are trying to double champenny for making tony the guy that they uh, that that they want to du- that they want to double take their man off to double him tony's the guy that can slash he can i mean they they also have xavier johnson he can slash too but tony can slash and he can get physical and he can hit a shot that's the guy you want to kind of free up there if you can find a way to free him up and champenny can feel and, and pay attention and see when that happens and then they start capitalizing on those moments that's when I think you could start getting some more buckets to Audi's. And Audi's don't have the sup- the super numbers just yet. You know, he's uh I mean, he's playing extremely well. I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to trying to downplay him, but you know, he's 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 averaging 14.1 points per game. That that's that's what you want. It's right behind Xavier Johnson. Um but you, you still think that he can when teams are going to double Champagny, you want him to be in that mix as far as getting more shot attempts. Um and that's and in the last two games, Virginia, Virginia tech, he's only had six attempt shot attempts against Virginia, seven against Virginia tech. And, and Jeff Cable said, Hey, we're not avoiding him by any means he's doing what he's supposed to do. And it's just part of the offense. But I think that part of the offense moving forward does have to be get the ball out of Champagne's hands when he's doubled and quickly find a way to get it to, to, to the open man and try to see if you can get the matchups. So that, that that Tony is that open man. If it can't be Tony, you know that the that the, the big man, the the man who's guarding X ain't coming over to help Champy. They're gonna get another big guy, and they're not gonna leave X because he's the team's second leading scorer. So the two guys that most likely could get the could could be the people that that are left alone in that situation are of course Ethel Horton and Abdul Kareem Koulibaly. Bali. Horton, uh, he's a the guy. There was a beautiful pass from Champy. I mean, he was on one side. He was on the the wing on one side, kind of trying to work the post. And, you know, and he was getting double teamed and he saw on the other corner of the half court, uh, he saw Horton standing there and he threw a beautiful hook pass over his defenders and found Horton, but he missed the shot. And it was a good shot. Like it just went in and out. Um, but that was the, that was the play. I'm like, if they can work those more and get more opportunities like that, that's, what's going to get this team back, back in order. Not, um, you know not not just trying to force champagne the ball in those situations take advantage of when they're not there and, and 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 hit you got you need your guys to hit something that really impressed me during the Virginia Tech win about Ithiel Horton was and I and I'm telling you uh, Jeff Capel has been trying to shove this message down his throat for the longest time he's like just shoot man just shoot you know you got all this talent in your head you you know you know it feels like I want to drive the ball I want to bring the ball up Capel just wants him to shoot because he's a sniper and they need him to shoot. They got ball handles. They got, they got Tony who can bring it up. They got X who can do that. They got Otacali who can do that. They got champagne who could work the ball, you know, in, in the half court. Um, but but Ithiel needs to be the sniper, and in those situations, you need him taking those shots. Now he he did take most of those shots he, in the last two games. I think he's starting to get the message. He took 13 shots um, against uh, Virginia, 11 shots against Tech. Uh, eight of those shots in against Virginia were three pointers. Nine of those shots against Tech were uh, three pointers. But in the previous in the previous games, he wasn't doing a lot of that. He had six only six three point attempts against Notre Dame, five against North Carolina, two against Wake Forest, three against Duke. He got to get back to listen, work the perimeter, shoot around, and and when you do that, even you're a shooter, shooter shoot, and you will eventually hit like you did against Virginia Tech. You do that. That's gonna force teams to the tough discussion. Okay, we're gonna let that shooter shoot, or we're gonna come over here and double Justin Champagne. And then the other guy, of course, is Abdul Kareem Koulibaly. Because teams know that of the of the starting five, he's the one that does that that's he's the one that scores the least. I mean that's that that's that's just that's just a fact right now. Um you know, he's he's averaging five and a half points per game. Uh you know, it, I think part of what has to happen here. For Koulibaly is he has to get more comfortable that when he catches it, don't bring it down. When you catch it underneath, go right up. Capitalize. Put the pressure on them to to, to stop you. Don't stop yourself. Don't stop your own momentum. Go out and get these guys. And um, I, I think if he does more of that, which he, which he definitely could, it's going to allow more of Pitt's offense to open up because then people are going to know, okay, they're cool fe- feeding him and he's starting to feel it. And early in that Virginia game, I thought he was feeling it because he, he he got out to eight quick points, but then he finished with nine. So that's not that's not what you want to do. But he's, he's at least improving there. And those are the ways they're going to need help from those guys to take the pressure off of Justin Champagny in those situations when teams start doubling him and trying to get overly physical but of course there's another big name on Pitt's roster we're going to talk about X because I feel like people are a little hard hard on X sometimes and I think sometimes yeah you got to be hard on, on, on a guy you got you, you got to expect certain things but I don't think he's performing all that poorly so I'm going to explain why I think X is actually doing better than most people will give him credit for right after this break. On the H two P podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here on DK Sports Radio again. If you're listening to us and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Get on DK Sports Radio. We got a lot of great content for you. But gotta talk to talk about X, our man Xavier Johnson, the first figure of the Capel era, who we were we've all been talking about, and um, I feel like people. See the are frustrated with exit times because he could be so great, but he can be he can immediately flip and be not so great. Um, I I do think he's a bit of a, a double edged sword when it comes to you know working in Pitt's favor, but I also think this dude does a lot of things right. And yeah, there's sometimes I think he gets in his own head and he tries too hard, but it's always for a it's never for a lack of effort, it's never about a lack of trying to play the game. He's there's times he feels like the way to lift up the team is to just play harder. And in his mind, play harder means going in, drawing attention, drawing the fouls, taking the shots, hitting the shots, being the guy. Um and I don't blame him for that. What I do blame him for is when he's doing that and he's passing up on open opportunities to to teammates. That's when he's that's when he's at his worst. Um and I feel like he's done a much better job of that this season. And because uh, we saw him be the man step up and be the man when they beat Virginia tech. And when they beat Virginia tech, he got 32 points was four of seven from, from three pointers. He was everything that, that, that you want out of your, uh, out of like the number two guy in your roster and, and the guy that, that you first, that you first recruited to your program to sort of start the new era. Um, and, uh, and he, and he's, he's definitely doing that. Um, but, you know i i look at uh i i look at how at how this this game has been played so far or it is for so far this season and i i he leads the he leads you know the acc in assists with 6.2 per game and you know there's some other you know really good players up up in that list i mean uh, you guys saw if you watched that virginia game you saw kihe clark that dude's a, a national championship point guard and he was giving X some problems in that game, but he doesn't average as many assists as X and on the flip side uh X does he is up there in turnovers he averages three point1 per game that's the fourth most in the ACC uh but but uh, again, that's kind of what you're taking with him and his ratio of two turnover or two you know two assists per turnover. That's not all that bad. I mean, that's seventh. That's seventh best of as far as a, a, an assist to turnover ratio in the ACC, um, and that's where Clark get, uh, uh, um, Kihei Clark gets him because uh, Clark, you know, KiA Clark only averages about two turnovers per game. Uh, but still, he brings a lot to the table. And, and whenever Pitt's losing, I see a, a lot of blaming, like, "Oh man, Xavier Johnson this, and Xavier Johnson that." And there's sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, but th- there's other guys that got to step up too at some point." and and sure there were points of the season where you could definitely point at Xavier like you could point at any anybody and um you know like 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 that Notre Dame game that was just horrible that was abysmal every er, everybody played horrible he only had 5 points only played 19 minutes you know that was that was extremely bad um and uh and you yeah, and you go you go and you look at he you know he didn't score enough against North Carolina um He's, he's had some other days that he, that he struggled. You know, it's the first game of the season. He had nine points against St. Francis. That was unacceptable. But all in all, I, I think that people give X too little credit for where he's actually grown. I mean, over his time with Pitt, I mean, he went from being the guy that was just full steam ahead all the time as a freshman to, being, to, learn, to having to learn, okay, I can't be like that all the time as a sophomore. And now you're starting to see him become more of a complete player. I told Dayon, and he disagreed with me uh, last year when I wasn't even covering Pitt. I was actually I was subbing in for Hunter Homestek when he covered Pitt, and uh, Hunter couldn't make a game. And it was actually Pitt versus Virginia, and I said I compared Xavier Johnson to Carl Krauser, and uh, and uh, Dayon De- was De- like, "Don't do that to my man Carl." I'm like, "Well, wait a second. That's not disrespectful, because if you look at Carl Krauser, his numbers did you know did increase, but." You know, once he went from being the sixth man to the starter, but Krauser wasn't tasked with establishing the new era. You know, ex- Johnson is X ex- is is creating what point guard is supposed to look like at pit right now. There's no there's no predecessor for him to look up to. Like you know, when Carl Krauser was in there, he had he was able to sort of figure out a lot of things behind Brandon Knight and Brandon Knight to me, the best leader Pitt has had on the court in my time watching Pitt. Now, granted, I I only really started watching Pitt since like 2000 when I was a kid. Um, I was also like 10 years old. So, um, but Brandon Johnson was able to light the way for Carl Krause to understand what an offensive player is like. Now, Carl Krauser was still, even when he became starter, eventually, you know, he would be that guy that would, drive into, you know, triple, you know, triple teams and be like, oh, I got him right where I want him and then take the shot anyways. And, and that's where he would kind of lose it. And that's what I also felt like. And, and again, this isn't to say Carl Krauser didn't try hard enough. He, he's I think he had the, he just had that problem that sometimes he when he tried to take over, he would forget the entire scheme at times. And he would kind of go in and do that. And that's just my sense from where I saw him when I was younger. And I definitely saw that in X's game for quite some time. I'm seeing less of that now. And it's when Jeff Capel talks about those panic moments. Like there was a nine minute period or four, no, it was a four excuse me, not nine. Minutes. It was four minute period where Virginia went on a 13 run. And that was really what put them up in a big way that hurt Pitt in the, in that loss. And if Pitt had just snapped out of it earlier, they would have been in that game better when, when it, when it came down to the fight to, to triple zeros. Um, but it's in those moments when they, when when Pitt's down that they're that they're frustrated and they gotta get themselves out of it that X used to try and just force it on his own and just be like I'm gonna do this by myself because that's what I, that's what I do and he's starting to learn like hey we gotta trust the teammates I I, I still think that sometimes you're you're going to need if field to hit his shots you're going to need to get Tony to to, to, to attack and slash and take that away. And when teams are are being physical and taking up the paint, you got to hit you gotta hit from outside. You got to soften them up. Pitt does not have an inside presence yet that can just beat people up underneath. You know, get it to Champagne, and as soon as he does, like I said in the last segment, as soon as he's doubled, kick it around, work the ball to the open man once he gets doubled because there's an open man somewhere. And I think X is getting that i think he's got it for the most part but it's trying to get everyone else to work in sync with him and this is why i said it was huge last week when i was talking about Audis tony calling a leadership meeting between uh, between himself x and justin because if if the three of them get it together and, and they got it together they played really well against virginia tech they sent that message across the board now x has to be a leader in the sense that he's got to get those other guys to hit when he's when he's trying to go hero mode. And he's like, no, I'm trying to go hero mode to set you guys up with more opportunities. Um, you know, drive and make people think, oh, yeah, I'm going to the well. It's psyched. Nope, I'm kicking it over here to Ethio. Or I'm uh, this is all a setup to get Tony a drive. Or when Femi's on the court. You know, I'm, get, I'm getting him an opportunity. Um, I'd like to see X, you know, give more of a leadership role for Femi. Now, I'm sure he he does in a bit. Um, he, he, does, he does in his ways. But... I you know I asked I asked uh, I asked him I'd say in early to mid I asked him mid January like you know hey have you been what's what you know how have you been like working with Femi to see his game and he was like I'm not really mentoring Femi he's doing this on his own now I couldn't tell if that was X being like I don't want to take credit for this kid's progression and, and sound like I'm the man or if that was literally I don't want to talk to him because he's my replacement I don't think that was the, I don't think it was that I think it was just more he was just like no Femi's figuring this thing out and. That's how I feel it, but of course, you know, you know that's that's a, that's a feeling of a guy who covers the beat. Um, I, I get the feeling that Femi is really special and is going to be a very good point guard once he starts to figure more things out for Pitt, and that's why he's playing so much. Um, and I really think that also that him and X could be a really good one-two punch of a backcourt uh, to to free things up for Pitt moving forward. But that's what I'm saying is that I, I think X gets a little too much of the blame when things go south and people forget that sometimes they play good programs. And again when they Notre Dame different story. Every, Everyone's stunk in that game. But there's a lot of times I feel like he's I feel like X is doing is doing what he's supposed to and he's actually doing a decent job. So keep an eye out. Pitts next game is coming up on Sunday, it's right cuz now football season's over. You know we got to deal with Sunday games, but Sunday they're finally getting to play Georgia Tech. They're going on the road. Um we're going, to see it. We're going to see the progress here. They had a whole week to kind of get their stuff together. Uh, Capel said it was needed to kind of figure some things out, especially for some of the freshmen. So maybe we see more of William Jefferson and Noah Colliers. Um, I won't be there. I will be covering it from home. But we'll be we, we giving you all the interviews. We'll be doing our live file. We'll giving my game article all this weekend. And then Pitt hopefully is back to playing at a regular pace of Sunday and Wednesday because they got NC State after Georgia Tech and then Clemson after that. So lots of exciting stuff coming up here. But Xavier Johnson... Johnson let's see how he steps up in this in this big weekend because these next several games are going to be what defines Pitt my my book they gotta win I want to say seven more games to put themselves in the series contention to make the NCAA uh, tournament this year which we hope happens but thanks again for listening to the H2P podcast remember you can subscribe to anywhere on uh where apple spotify stitcher anywhere podcasts are hosted we're also on amazon nowadays making huge progress here on dk sports radio we've got a lot of content coming your way we've got you know our we got our dk daily shots coming up we've got an nfl draft show this weekend lots of great stuff happening here um but um, got it. We all, we're going we're gonna to keep that co- going again. Subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review uh, with a positive comment. We appreciate you for listening to the show. Be back in your ears all week long here on the DK Sports Radio.